the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, March the 2nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on March 2nd, 1932, the 20th Amendment to the Constitution, that amendment moved the date of the presidential inauguration from March 4 to January 20. That was passed by Congress. Why would they do that? It gets so cold in Washington, D.C. There were reasons. We won't go into it, but March 4 seems um, a better date to me in downtown D.C. than January 20, but January 20 it is. Today in 1877, Republican Rutherford, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, he was declared the winner of the 1876 presidential election over Democrat Samuel Tilden, even though Tilden had won the popular vote, the Electoral College. Today in 1917, Puerto Ricans were granted U.S. citizenship. Today in 1939, the Massachusetts legislature voted to ratify the Bill of Rights. That was 147 years after the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution had gone into effect. Apparently, the people in Massachusetts took their time and gave it considerable thought. 147 years. Today, in 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a NBA basketball, professional basketball game for the Philadelphia Warriors in a game against the New York Knicks. That was an NBA record. 100 points in one game. It's an NBA record. It still stands. Philadelphia won 169 to 147. This is of interest to me personally because... I used to watch a lot of professional basketball on television, not so much anymore. But the guy who was guarding Wilt Chamberlain in this game, where Wilt, who was a big, tall, black guy, seven feet tall, one of the first, maybe the first, seven-foot-tall basketball player in the NBA. But he, uh, when he scored his 100 points, the guy that was guarding him was a friend of mine, Daryl Emhoff. He was a great basketball player, played for the U.S. Olympic team and so on. He wasn't seven feet. Daryl was about, he passed away, I think, three years ago or four. Um, he um, he was around 6'10", 11, maybe seven, right in there. But he got, he was an outstanding basketball player. He played in the NBA for, I don't know, 12, 14 years. But uh, he was a, a good friend of mine, a very committed Christian. And... Um, He's, he told me often when we, he and I would talk, he said, man, he said, I, I really had a pretty good NBA career. But he said, the thing people remember me by is the fact that Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points against me in that game. And here I am again today talking about it. So let's move on. Sorry, Daryl. Today, in 1965, the movie version of the Rodgers and Hammerstein music musical, The Sound of Music, starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer. It had its world premiere in New York. Today, 1985, the government approved a screening test for AIDS. 
The test detected antibodies in the virus, allowing possible contaminated blood to be excluded from the blood supply. Today in 1995, the internet search engine website Yahoo, it was incorporated by founders Jerry Yang and David Philo. And one year ago today, health officials in Washington state, they said, yeah, there's a cluster of coronavirus cases now have surfaced at that nursing home just outside Seattle on the east side. And they said four more people had died from the virus. That was one year ago today. Well, the company that publishes Dr. Seuss, the children's books, if you have kids, they were kids, maybe you have grandkids now. Somewhere along the line, you must have read one of those Dr. Seuss books. They seem to be all over the world. I know when our kids were growing up, I remember reading them. Was it green eggs and ham, all that stuff? It never really made sense to me, but our kids used to like them, so I read them to them, and Marjorie did more so than I, because she was home. I was gone a lot. But those children's books will not be sold anymore. Six of them won't. They're being pulled off the market today. Why? (laughs) You can probably guess because I think most of you who listen to this program are pretty well informed. Yeah, they contain racist and insensitive images. Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the firm that's charged with preserving and protecting the author's legacy, said it's scrapping the books because they, quote, portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure that Dr. Seuss Enterprises supports all communities and families. The company put out that statement this morning, which happens to be the author's birthday, of all things. Happy birthday, Dr. Seuss. President Biden jumped all over that. Of course he would. He said he is dropping Dr. Seuss now from the Read Across America Day, the government sponsors. He failed to mention the famed author's children's author in his presidential proclamation, a decision that coincided with dropping of the six books. Biden will always follow the people who are furthest to the left while he calls himself a moderate. Both he and former President Obama, they kept Dr. Seuss on the list. I'm not defending Dr. Seuss today. I'm pointing out the hypocrisy and the idiocy and the insanity that's going on in our culture. So, so long, Dr. Seuss, for the most part. Who knows what will come next? It's interesting on that subject, the city of Chicago has formed a new monuments review committee to reevaluate and consider the racial history of all the monuments across the city. They've identified 41 Chicago monuments that are under review. Five of them are of Abraham Lincoln. In Illinois, the land of Lincoln, President Grant, the man who led the Union Army and won the Civil War on the field, is also on the list to possibly be removed. What's wrong with Grant and Lincoln? Well, they'll discover it and they'll tell us when they tear down the statues. This week, Chicago launched a website. They're seeking public feedback or who should and who should not remain. They've already removed two Christopher Columbus statues in addition to one Lincoln statue and one Grant, but they're after the rest of Lincoln and Grant. 
and Christopher. Even George Washington is on the list in Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot, she says this is a powerful opportunity for the city to face our history and memorialize that history. No, she's not. She's trying to erase the history and remold it and remake it in the image of today's crazy philosophy, prevailing far-left philosophy. I can promise you it's only a matter of time until these people are going to come after Bible characters. They're not going to want Moses on the Supreme Court building. They're not going to want Isaiah written in the Washington Monument. Scripture is all over Washington, D.C., and it's not written on billboards and graffiti. It's carved into stone. It's only a matter of time if these people are left unchecked politically. They're going to come after all the Bible characters, starting in Washington, D.C., and then across the country. Write that down. Check me out. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. It's just a matter of time if they're left unchecked. Senator Mitt Romney has a black eye and some stitches on his face. No, he says he didn't get in a fight, but he said he was knocked unconscious, but he fell. He was in Boston over the weekend. Left a bunch of stitches on his face and a black eye. He said, I took a fall. He said, it knocked me unconscious, but I'm doing better. He was there visiting his grandchildren when he fell and and, uh, knocked himself out. When the press was talking to him about it, I am not a fan of Mitt Romney. But he laughed and he said, I went to the CPAC over the weekend. That was the problem. That was a joke, of course, because he was not invited to CPAC, nor would he be welcomed there. I don't know that they would have knocked him out and given him a black eye, but they would not have clustered around him to hear his words of wisdom, I can assure you. I don't know why the people in Utah, the Mormons, keep electing Mitt Romney. I, I mean, I know he's one of them, and he's a, I think he's a pretty big deal in the Mormon church, but I, I have Mormon friends, and I, I guess if I thought of it when I'm around them, I'd ask them, why are you doing this? Because most Mormon people seem to be more politically conservative, the ones I know. Why are they electing him? I guess it's just an you know, internal matter with the Mormon church and the structure and all of that, but he sure doesn't seem to represent what I know of the people who are Mormon. But anyway... That's the world we live in. Mitt Romney has a black eye. He fell and knocked himself unconscious. That's sad. Isaiah chapter 30. In the New King James. The Bible says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest he shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. With all that's going on in our world today, and there is a lot going on, it's crazy stuff. It's insanity. Sometimes we take a deep breath and we say to ourselves, I don't, but I could. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to see anymore. I just want to go hide and get away from all this stuff. It's crazy. They are dismantling this nation brick by brick, wall by wall, foundation by foundation. A nation that God has blessed beyond description. No other nation in the history of the world has had the blessings 
that America has had and does have. We are more free. There's more liberty. There's more uh, prosperity. I mean, the list is long. God has blessed America. And yet there is that, that, that cluster of people who have seized power in this nation who are insanely pursuing a path that ultimately will lead to destruction. And it is a path that ignores, not only ignores, but often mocks God himself. Yet many of them who mock God with their policies and with their words, their actions, claim to be a follower of God, his son, Jesus Christ. That's a confusing situation that we live in, but that is the world we live in. You probably heard, if you're listening, last Thursday was a red-letter day in American history. An occasion, Bruce Bauer wrote on front page, it's a conservative internet magazine. He said, it's an occasion for dancing in the streets from Bangor to Burbank, <laughs> Maine to California. And for socially distanced champagne toast from Key West to Ketchikan. Bruce is sounding the alarm. So is Senator Ron Paul, and so is the Catholic Church, and so are a few Protestant churches, not as many as should be, but some are. And anyone else who has an inclination toward biblical truth about human sexuality. But the Biden bunch have jumped through the, another threshold. President Biden has nominated Rachel, quote-unquote, Levine, formerly Richard Levine, as the first openly transgender nominee for a high office in government. Dr. Rachel Levine is Biden's choice for the next assistant health secretary for HHS. That's a big deal. It's a powerful office. The attack on parental authority is already underway. We need to be informed. I wish I didn't know about this, but in that it exists, we must know. We must be informed. Bauer, in his article, it's well-written, it's caustic, but it's well-written. Bauer says, is Rachel a great or even a competent physician? Who cares? It's 2021, and Rachel is a transgender. But there are those who care. Yesterday, I mentioned the Democrat Representative Jerry Nadler. He stormed to the podium when Representative Greg Stubbe began addressing the House of Representatives. I mentioned that we had tried to link to that speech, and a couple of the links that we had tried got scrubbed. I mean, these guys are busy. These Internet people, the, the Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all that, they're busy. They've got their minions out there just scrubbing everything that they don't agree with in the name of not wanting to publish misinformation. Well, this wasn't misinformation. It was an actual video of what happened on the floor. So, <laughs> on the House floor. So, one of our listeners, thank you, sent me a, a link that is still intact. And I put it in an article that I wrote today about this Rachel Levine, but I put that in there. Where, Dr., where Representative Jerry uh, Nadler is storming to the podium and shutting down Representative Greg Stubbe because he's talking about the Bible and what the Bible teaches and what America was founded on, and he's doing a great job presenting it about human sexuality. So if you want to see that video, 
because there's articles out there now, and people that are not informed will see that, and they'll say, oh, well, that was just somebody was saying that. You know, Randall said that or whatever that said that that Nadler said that. But Nadler didn't say that. There's articles out there denying that he said what he said. But anyway, the video is there, faithandfreedom.us. The story is about Rachel, quote-unquote, Levine, who is really Richard. But in that, I put a the note that I just shared with you and, and a link. So thank you to the person who sent that to me. There's a growing concern over the general direction that Biden is taking the culture. There's no question about it, especially in regard to this new nomination. The concern is being attacked as transphobia. If you don't agree with anything that this person is wanting to do, then it's because he or she, whatever, is a transgender and you're a bigot. And it puts you in a box and makes many people, not all, but too many, afraid to say anything. It silences anybody that has any rational thoughts, particularly if they're biblical thoughts. This is both a spiritual concern and it's a parental concern regarding this person and the power and the influence that he or she will have in that office. Rachel is not only a transgender, Rachel is an activist transgender, now wielding the power of the U.S. government in this role. Rachel's birth name, as I said, was Richard, although that's pretty carefully handled by the press, the fact checker. One problem that her supporters have is that she had a bar mitzvah, not a, what is the women's, the girls, is it bat or bass mitzvah, I think? Now 63, Rachel is transitioned. She, he did that about 10 years ago, divorced, divorced his wife, abandoned his children, left them to pursue his dream of being a woman. Now Rachel is a self-described champion of transgender youth, meaning, among other things that we won't get into here, that he, she supports. It's barbaric. But she also strongly supports giving puberty blockers to children who say they're the opposite sex. So your little kid, five-year-old, gets up and says, you know, Mommy, I've been hearing about all this at school, and I think I'm a girl. I want a dolly to play with or whatever. Oh, I know you're not hearing this publicly much, but that's what's going on in our country. And these five-year-old kids in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, five, six, seven, eight years old, they're hearing this stuff, and they start thinking about things they shouldn't even be considering at their age, and they have, they have not a whit of, of wisdom or maturity to deal with these kinds of issues, but they're being pushed on these kids as a way of indoctrination, not as a way of education. This isn't education. It's stealing children from their parents and grandparents so they can make them into what they want them to be. And that's gross, but it's true. That's where we are today, and therein lies the problem. Rachel says in this new job that she's been nominated for, probably will be approved. Maybe she has been overnight. I don't know. But anyway, she says that she's open to order, or she, I guess is what she goes by now, is open to ordering gender confirmation surgery to kids under 18 with or without parental uh, permission. Senator Rand Paul went off. I mentioned this the day he did it a couple of days ago on the floor. 
But let me just reiterate that quickly because it puts it in context. During the pandemic, it was reported that Rachel, formerly Richard, moved her mother out of a nursing home just prior to her mandating elderly people suffering with the coronavirus be, being moved into the, that those nursing homes with those who did not have the coronavirus. But nobody's raising that issue. I mean, that's a huge issue for a medical person. She's a doctor, a medical doctor, I think, supposed to be. So Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, also a medical doctor, I think he's an ophthalmologist, he pressed her during the hearings on the matter of minors being allowed to transition genders, and Levine refused to give a straight answer. She would not directly answer his questions. And Paul was respectful, Rand Paul, but he was persistent. He said, do you, do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? Levine refused to answer, so Paul expressed his alarm at the non-answer. Levine's response, quote, Transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. If confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, HHS, I would be pleased to come to your office and talk to you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Roger Cervino is the former head of HHS Civil Rights Office. He says he too questioned Levine with some of the same, similar responses. He said, I asked her, what does it mean to be male or female? Much like Rand Paul. He said, I couldn't get an answer. Science is about clarity and openness to review what, well, ideology is about subjectivity, backed by coercion of those who disagree. On another day, Rand Paul came back again, and he asked Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Levine's answer, quote, transgender medicine is very complex and a nuanced field with robust research and standards of care that have been developed. Paul said he was beyond alarmed. He said, I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Levine has publicly advocated for teenagers to start taking puberty blockers at the start of puberty and for 14 to 16-year-olds to take cross-gender hormones with a gradual increase with surgery at 18 or, or beyond. Levine also says regarding the LGBTQ, he said, or she said, they do not have the luxury of protocols, so the transition process could be accelerated for them. In other words, if you're an LGBTQ and then it needs to be accelerated, like anything goes. Bauer wrote every word the Senator Paul said was utterly reasonable, any response-minded senator, especially a senator who's taken the Hippocratic Oath himself, should have been expected to ask Rachel the kind of questions he did. But contrast, Rachel's refusal to answer them was the very height of insolence. In a saner world, Bauer writes, their, ex their exchange should have raised a red flag and ended Rachel's career in federal government before it started. But it isn't a saner world. And this hearing wasn't about health care. It was about celebrating the landmark nature of this appointment. 
I found it interesting that, again, Washington State's own Senator Patty Murray, who happened to be the chair of this committee, she undoubtedly spoke for most of her colleagues on the left, certainly for Joe Biden. She ignored Levine's evasions. She didn't even try to help to get some kind of an answer for a senator. Not at all. But after Levine left the chair where she was interviewed, Senator, senator Patty Murray scolded Senator Ron Paul. She told him he was wrong. He didn't treat Rachel with respect. And he was wrong for proffering ideological and harmful misrepresentations. So Patty Murray isn't really concerned about your children. What she's really concerned about is how you treat a transgender person who is very, very confused, and they themselves need help, and they are about to become a leader in the medical division of our government. You tell me, why do you keep electing her? I don't know. But I will tell you that we need to do some soul searching. And yet these people are among us. As Cicero wrote, it's the enemy within, not the enemy without. They move about us using the words, familiar faces, familiar phrases. And I don't know what Patty Murray's religious line is. I've not paid that much attention to what she says about spirituality. But many of these people claim to be Christians. Joe Biden claims to be one of the, I mean, he has been said to be one of the most religious presidents, the most religious in 50 years. In Romans, God speaks to this kind of confusion through the Apostle Paul. He says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise. This is, these are not my words. These are God's words. Professing to be wise. They became fools and ultimately exchanged the truth of God for the lie, serving the created rather than the creator. And for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Progress is not breaking through some social glass ceiling, gender barriers, or cultural no-nos. But that's where we are in America today. What's the matter with these people? True progress is only measured in terms of understanding God's created order because it was there when you were born and it'll be there when you're gone. We must find some kind of a harmony with and acceptance of the order of human experience of the Creator, whether we accept Him as personal Savior or not. That's the way it works, my friends. And if you reject that, you lose, ultimately. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist or not. And most importantly, understanding that His answers are not nuanced. They're direct and easily understood. What Rachel Levine needs is John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's not nuanced. That's the truth. And that's what sets us free. Jesus Christ. We need the Lord. I'm out of time, but thank you for being with me today. We will continue this tomorrow. And um, we'll see what happens overnight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Thanks for being with me. Thank you so much for your support. We need it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009.
888-900-0009. Again, thanks for being with me today. We try to tell it like it is. That's why it's called Straight Talk. I'll see you right here tomorrow.